I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm just all right, too. I'm all right. Our number two. Our, our, our main teams didn't take care of business this week. Of yeah. the Steelers Blitz. Yeah, you know, my Mountaineers took care of a team from Ohio on Saturday. I was yeah. feeling confident my Steelers were going to do the same on Sunday. Yeah. Sometimes, though, life just be like that. It'd be like that. My 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 JMU, they ain't take care of business completely. My Steelers didn't take care of business. My other team did, though. You know, I got, got that. I know they did. They took care of business. I know that they did. At least made me feel a little better. Russell Douglas, huh? Hey, man. Ain't that wrong with that? Have a day. Anyways, have a day. Shout out to the Mountaineers. Arthur Motes, I you know if this would be one of those segments where if you and I could still play uh, music, maybe I would have come in here with the the risky business theme, you know, because there's been a lot of you know when you have a game like yesterday, the reaction is always palpable. You can feel it, we can feel it. Everyone's angry, everyone's ticked off. It's like someone poured gasoline in your Cheerios this morning. I don't know where I got that from. That is such a weird combination. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of the things that I've seen, you know, people, there's a lot of things that people are screaming from the mountaintop, okay, particularly about the quarterback, without a doubt. And we all know he, Kenny Pickett's been a lightning rod this season for a lot of different reasons. First of all, that's just the nature of being a quarterback in the National Football League, I think. the territory. Particularly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the most passionate fan bases, particularly when you're a first-rounder, particularly when you played at the college that shares a building and a stadium and facilities with the team you play for. And had a lot of success there as well. Was a Heisman Trophy finalist. One of the things that is being screamed from the mountaintop is you got, what, seven or eight games here you really got to let Kenny cut it loose. Forget drilling into his head, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over. Go the opposite way down the stretch. Let him throw the ball down the field. Let him throw the ball across the middle of the field. Let him take some risks and see what you got here and see if he can answer that challenge and see if the offense can take a step forward because if you don't, you're going to go into the offseason and you're going to have more questions than you have answers still. Do you buy that at all? Is there is there anything in you that says... Let's let's open it up a little bit, 
are you going I, – I, and you're laughing at me, so I think I know where you're going. Are you going, we've seen how this team can win games. We've seen how Kenny Pickett wins games. Why would you just suddenly abandon that right now? The only reason why I laugh is because to an extent we've done that at times, and when it hasn't worked – we turn back and say it's on the coordinator. We say the coordinator has to figure out better designs for our quarterback to be highlighted and better ways for him to win. But at the same time, it's like you look around the league, the quarterbacks that are throwing the ball 40 and 50 times in a the game, they also have a high, high Josh level Allen, of like interceptions. Yeah. And the problem for Kenny specifically is, like those other guys, he has interceptions, but unlike those other guys, he's not scoring the amount of touchdowns that they are scoring. And that's an issue. So if you take this approach of we're just going to open it up, cut it loose, and let him, you know, live or die by Let's his really arm, see what he's got. then what you're going to do is have a fast death. And you really don't want that. Right now what's going on is what? We have minimized our weakness, which at this point is quarterback play, if we're being brutally no, it's, honest. it's you got to be honest, and okay? that's the truth. Yep. So we found a way to minimize that. That is coaching. We found a way to say, we know you don't do these things consistently well enough but you protect the ball at an extremely high level. Now, you're not overly cautious like how we complained about Mitch Trubisky the first time he went around starting, but at the same time, you aren't giving it to us the way that we think you're capable of or that we think we might need, but you don't go to an extreme. I'm a firm believer in you execute the small first, and if you keep doing that, then I give you more. But if you can't execute the small and the routine stuff, why am I going to give you the hard stuff? Everybody wants to make the the Patrick Mahomes side-throwing Superman throw, but can't hit the five-yard crosser, can't hit the five-yard slant, can't hit the five-yard in, can't throw the five-yard out, can't get the comeback, can't get the curl route. If you can't do those things, I don't care if you can make the deep throw because we're not going to get to that deep throw if you can't do these routine things routinely. If you can't have a little turkey breast, why am I going to give you the whole leg? So when I hear that thought process, that's what I go back to. How can I put more on a guy's plate when he can't even successfully show that he's maximized this? Jalen Warren, prime example. We've seen Jalen Warren with less opportunities continue to make more to the point where we're like, bro, it's time to feed this man. I don't care that we gave him the ball more. I don't care that he's been playing more snaps. It's to the point where like, yo, he's bursting out the seams like you with can't, potential. You can't deny it anymore. Those are two very different conversations. We're talking Jalen Warren versus talking Kenny Pickett. And I just don't think that you can take the same approach with both players because they're at different stage in their development right now. And, yes, quarterback is a very much harder position to play than running back in the National Football League. No doubt. No but doubt. it's also why they get compensated the way that they do. No doubt. But that's also why we're as hard on them. Because of this position. It's part of the territory. It comes with it. He knows that. We all know that. And that's the part for me where it's like we have seen certain parts. But if the consistency does not pick up, he is running out of time. And that's the reality of it as well at this level. Career, average span, league-wide. First round is the undrafted guys. Two and a half years. Trying to tell you, got to lock in, man. I think that's well said.
I know that's well said. We're going to go to break here a little bit sh- uh, quicker than we normally do because, a little bit earlier than we normally do, because we're going to go to church when we come back on the other side. Our buddy Chris Carter will give us his thoughts. Of course, there'll be plenty of Kenny Pickett conversation in there, so make sure you're staying locked in with us. We'll get to your tweets still to close out this hour. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. CC, mama, mama. On the other side, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Now, see, this just feels right. Motsy's first day back with us. We have to get Chris Carter on the phone lines, and we got CC on the phone lines. One-third of the Migos. Oh, yeah. Mama. The hardest-working man in the Pittsburgh sports media. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Locked on Steelers. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. WPXI. A regular here on Steelers Nation Radio. CC, what's up, buddy? Thanks for taking the time, as always. What's up, boys? How we doing today? Man, we are here. It feels good to be back with my one dog over here in West, and more importantly, with you, baby. Uh, Let's more importantly, get... uh, well, you okay. know, man. Hey, 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 y'all won this week. All right, shout out to West Virginia. We know Pitt. It ain't always like that sometimes, man. Oh, get him! But Ooh, Chris always got good energy. That's why I like him. That's my guy. No, that is our guy. Got that's great why, energy, man. Right. When, when when Pitt beat West Virginia, West was didn't want me even on the show. You know what I mean? That's false. We had hey, look, we look. had CC well, on. Virginia, now hold on. You, you know how I go. You know how I uh, go, CC. But when West Virginia beat Pitt, all of a sudden he had all the jokes. Everybody like, want to oh. be out on social media, taking all the pictures, dancing in all the videos, burning all the couches. Well, it was a year ago. Oh, we ain't seen none of that. They was over here like, why we got it? Why y'all even want to talk about that game? We don't even care about that game. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's a jo- there's a, there's a there's a joke in there, but we'll move on. Um, CC, buddy, let's let 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 let. Uh, is church inset? Yeah. All right, let let, 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 let yeah. church say amen. Let's like, come on. Let's ta- all right. So all right, I mean, as you go. can imagine, it's it's been a it's been a heavy Kenny Pickett day here. Wow. Uh, so render us your verdict. I've seen you going back and forth with some people on Twitter. I've mm. appreciated your energy. Having and some your... holy warfare out there. I see, you, baby. I see. You. <laughs> and mm-hmm. your and your accountability, and that's why we love you, CC. When when you think it's something with the play calling, you call it out. When you think it's something with the offensive line, you call it out. When you think it's something with the quarterback, that, that's because he speaks from the good book of football you, you feel me you call, yes, yeah he speaks you, for the good book you call it out so uh accountability and the performance from kenny pickett yesterday what's your verdict because i think we can all agree it was not great uh-oh what, 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 what chapter what book were we at man we're reading out of listen we are going back to the book of genesis because Oof. we are going have to go back to the in the beginning well here we go in here the we beginning go. <laughs> god God said he rested on the seventh day. Apparently, that was when he needed Kenny Pickett needed him most. No, so that was really rough no. On but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I, y'all know it's it's y'all know me. I am objective through and through. The play calling, offensive line, quarterback, whatever it is, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, dang, that needs to be better. But it, it is wild for me when I'm pointing out these plays and I'm just doing basic film analysis. Like I'm not even I'm not even getting into the devil. Like this. Oh no! This is right here in the offense, but when it's not being done, and I'm pointing out there, and people are saying you're a Kenny Pickett hater, and I'm like, 
brother. <laughs> These are basic principles. These are basic concepts. Yeah, yeah. Basic things. And that's the thing about it. It's really frustrating for the Steelers. And I can, you can feel the frustration and, and just see it on Pat Fryman's reactions on certain plays. Deontay Johnson's, George Pickens. Hey, George Pickens looked the most calm on the offense <laughs> during and after that, that game. And that's where all the people that said, that, oh, he, he's a loose cannon. He's not going to. Hey, he, he said he said we woke up this morning. We we what? We woke up this morning. It's a great day. <laughs> I like, like the perspective. He was, he was, he, he, that was, that's the, that's a veteran right there, but, you know, be, being there and just not saying the thing that can damage the team or break anything up. But, like, you look at these plays, they're right in front of you. For, again, for people to call me a pick, pickinator, I literally covered him in college <laughs> and had, like, we, I have his phone number, we picked each other before he's been a source on a pit story that I've written. Um, it was really great on Penny Samaya. Like, y'all, did, did y'all really think I, I want Kenny Pickett? To be bad, like, like when people say that to me, I'm like, right, do you understand that? Like, if Kenny Pickett becomes a franchise guy, I'm the guy that says I covered you in 2020 and there on from Pitt and saw you grow into the quarterback that you became, the first round draft into guy, and then saw you develop that the franchise quarterback for the team that I'm covering here that's also in the same facility. And then, like, we're talking for the next 10, 15 years. Do you think I want that? I'm like, no. But when he's not doing it, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to look and say, oh, well, you know what? That is on that Canada for just, like, you know, not drawing, you know, for this guy being open and he's telling Kenny Pickett not to throw the open guy. Like, <laughs> like at some point, we, you have to admit that this is on him. And that's where I think people are having a hard time here. Some people are. There's some people out there that are saying the truth. But, like, the second down play in the red zone, they've driven down the field. They're, they're on the cusp of scoring a touchdown to take the lead in, in this game. Could be the commanding lead. They score this touchdown. They win. And Deontay Johnson is uncovered. Literally no one runs with him. It's a simple slant over the middle. And he's not even looked at. And he takes a sack. It pushes them back. They can't convert on third down because they're so far back. And that play right there, and he completes that one pass, that one moment where there's a wide open guy right in front of him, no one, no, no pressure in space. It's a touchdown. They win that game, and all of a sudden we're all talking about the Church of Kenny Pickett and <laughs> all that. But that's not what happened. And now we sit here, and people want to make excuses. They want to say it's Matt Canada. They want to say it's this. They want to say it's like Thomas. Let's play Collins. Man, I've seen enough plays of plays up there. You've got to be able to make the basic throws. There's one thing if you're hitting – really tough progression 30 yards downfield and you're dealing with pressure in your face and having to do all that. And there's some plays where it's not on you. There's some plays where Amor Jr. has to play in the miles care. There's some plays where you can see Calvin Austin and Deontay Johnson playing on the same spot of the field. That's, you know, that's, that's not him. But there's more than enough plays where your quarterback is given the time to pro- process the field. And if he hits those moments, they win the game. These are basic throws that you'd expect of guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. We're not. We're not even asking. Talking talk about Penny Pickett. You know, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're not even talking about Josh Allen. We're not even talking about Lamar Jackson. We're just talking about Jimmy Garoppolo level passes. Take what's there, and you can win the football game. And he's not doing that right now, and that's killing everything that the Steelers got going. They run for over 160 yards with three straight games. The running off, rushing offense has figured something out. And the passing offense can't even do anything with it. That's the most frustrating thing. Man. Well said. Ain't that the truth. So, all right. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you next Sheesh. week. I mean. Glory. <laughs> where, where, where's the offering at, man? I'm, I'm a double offering you right there. Jeez, man. I don't, I don't want to touch that one. All right. I'm, I'm, and, and look. I, no, go ahead. You, no, you good. You, you, you spitting that flame out there. Go ahead and talk. You, you got it. 
I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I'm all for, like, like y'all know, we have fun with this Church of Kitty yeah. thing. We, like, like, it's, it's, it's a fun thing that we do, you know. And I, I do this because it's silly, and because you know, I was one of the people that said, like, you know what, this could, this, this dude, this could be the dude. He can do the things, but when he's not, I'm not gonna lie to you in the pulpit and say, and say, follow the false, the, the, the follow false the false here. prophets. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna lie to you about it. It's like in this moment, like you have to be honest about him. But I, now there are people. I think one of the best. It, best fan takes that I've seen from someone that says, hey, I used to doubt Kenny Pickett when he was at Pitt and he barely won the quick and lane ball. And I was thinking, he's not the guy. But then he proved me wrong with how he developed at Pitt. And I just hope that he can become that guy down the line for the, for the, for the Steelers. And it's just taking a similar you know, right, right of progression for him. And there's a chance that it could be. It took years for Terry Bradshaw to figure it out to become the, the Hall of Fame quarterback that he was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it, it, took, it took time for Josh Allen to fig, figure it out. You know, Aaron Rodgers was in the NFL for years as a backup before he became the superstar quarterback that everyone knew him to be. It's, it's not always immediate for everybody. But if we're not being honest with where he is right now, then we are lying to ourselves. We are pointing at things that don't matter, and we're creating false narratives about other people. Like, like again, and I said all along, Matt Canada. If, if there's a weakness, I think the biggest weakness is not play calling. It may be teaching what needs to happen on certain play calls and trying to get that message across, either in the film room, in the classroom, or on the on the practice field so that they're ready for game day. But the play calls are not this this problem. I know everyone keeps looking and they'll look at one play and they'll say, "Oh man, no one was open here." But then you ignore like the ten to twelve others <laughs> where there were guys open. Hey. And I'm just like, how how do you how do you how do you claim to know football and you and you say things like that like. It's just, and again, for fans, I get it. You don't want to be mad at Kenny Pickett. He's your guy. He's your quarterback. He, you bought his jersey. You want him to play well. But you have to be honest about when he doesn't. And I promise you this. If you're honest about when he doesn't now and he does turn it around, you can then say, yes. I saw him yes. fight through the trenches. I saw him to pick himself up off the ground. And that would make for an even better story is acknowledging that, like, look, it wasn't just that, oh, things just weren't clicking and we just didn't. Do anything. It was acknowledging, you know what? Kenny did stink, but he took ownership of it. He he he, he accepted it and he moved forward, promising to get better, and he got better. And that, to me, would make the better quarterback and the guy that Pittsburgh could be proud of. But before you get there, before that ever ever happens, you have to acknowledge the here and now. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are refusing to do that. Man, when you put it like that. I love it. I love it. I'm going to ask you one quick one, though. Um, Obviously, we know sure. the defense. People have brought up their lack of being able to get that final stop. And they're, you know, trying to say that it was more on them in terms of the outcome. What were your thoughts on the defense's performance as a whole and specifically at the end of the game? Uh, listen, I felt like the defense, any game, I don't care what backup quarterback you play, any mm. game you allow 13 points, you should win. And... You know, certainly you could say, well, they called a manila defense and they didn't blitz enough and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. Well, you know what? The, you know, for as much as the Browns are playing with a backup quarterback, the Steelers are playing with, you know, their, their fourth and fifth safety options. They were playing with, you know, guys they pulled off the practice squad to play linebacker. Um, they, they had a lot of things too, but even in doing that, they were shutting it down. They held the Browns to under 100 yards rushing. They're only the third team to do that this season. They, I mean, they neutralized it, and that was 100, less than 100 yards rushing with, like, three different guys running the football and then trying to pound it to try to make space. I mean, neither, that, that's the crazy thing about this game. The Steelers won the trenches. They yesterday. did. They, they definitely they, did. They, 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 
they, they're the only team this year to run for 170 yards on the Brown. They Browns. They're only the third team this year to limit the Browns to less than 100 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. They won the, the the ground game on both sides of the ball, and they lost this football game. That should not be happening. And that's why I look at the defenses. I'm not. I, I find it hard pressed to do. I still haven't seen. By the way, I still haven't seen a view that confirms that Jerome Ford or whoever it was 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 quote unquote in the end zone. Hey, the, the, all the angles that 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 were been shown are. He's getting close. He's getting close, and then here comes Larry Ogunjobi pulling him backwards, and they're just assuming that. Oh well, in this one frame where we couldn't actually see him, we're assuming him that the ball broke the plane. I'm like, that that don't make sense. And like you know, there's that if and even if you want to say that the Browns should have gotten a safety, well, in that case, that would have been a five point flip, and that makes it uh, ten to eight Steelers win the game. So even if you want to say that the safety should have been given to them, that wasn't a touchdown, and they and Steelers really, you know, shouldn't have been shouldn't let that up, but. You know, for the end of the game, sure, they could have done a few things better, but they gave the offense time and time again to get it right. And, in fact, if you look at this game, after that touchdown run from Jalen Warren, they gave the offense one, two, three, four, six drives to simply get a touchdown. Six drives, you get a touchdown, you win that game. And if you can't – and that's and that's time and time again. That's even with the offense giving the defense – you know, giving the Browns a chance to start in Steelers field position twice in back-to-back drives with a three and out in between them, and the Steelers yielded zero points. I am not coming after the defense this week because when I look at that and I see, man, I see a defense that dug their dug their their, their feet in. They kept the game in reach, and for uh, for six straight possessions in the second half, the offense had a chance to win the game, and they didn't do it. That's not on the defense for at the end of the game giving up a field goal that you know breaks the tie game. Man, our guy is preaching today. Flame so, Thor. Hold on, give, what was that, that statistic? Like, what was it? What, Steelers are only one of three teams that held the Browns to what now again? Say that again. To less than 100 yards rushing. <laughs> Stop playing. Uh, I mean, and, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, like if we're not going to talk about that, right, because I see some people that are saying, like, oh, it's, you know, the defense was bad. Or I'm like, man, like, do you know, like, even with backup quarterbacks, because this isn't the first time they played with a backup quarterback mm-hmm. this year. They played with backup quarterbacks and beaten teams. Yes, they and have. And run for a lot more. You know, that they, they, again, three games against the Titans, against the Ravens, and against the Steelers are the only times they haven't gotten 100 yards rushing this year. Every other game, and, and all but one other game, they've gotten over 150 yards this game. So you're talking, what, they're 7-3, that's 10 contests. And so in in 60% of their games, they get over 150 yards on the ground, and the Steelers are one of the, one of the four teams to hold them to less than that, and hold, and they're one of the three teams to hold them to less than 100 yards. So, like, run defense was there, yeah. and Landon Roberts played out of his mind. Shout out to Ebron. You know, got a sack. Yep. Um, I thought Shannon Sullivan and Patrick Peterson played really good Can, can Trenton yep. Thompson get some uh, love, too? Yep. What about Trenton in the back? Can yeah, he get Trenton, some love? Trenton Thompson. Okay. Well, absolutely. Trenton, Trenton Thompson and Miles Killebrew. Both those guys were in position whenever they were called upon. And, like, that that deserves a ton of praise. If this, and, again, if Kenny Pickett just hit that one pass to Deontay Johnson or just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't, you know, take the sack there. And if he just takes the basic things that are there in this game, they win this game. And then we're all saying about how great this backup, the, the backups from the defense were and how awesome it was. And we're talking about all the good things. And the Steelers are sitting at 7-3 and three, and they're feeling good about themselves mm-hmm. playing another backup quarterback this week. But, again, it didn't happen on offense, and that's where you got to look. And I know that there's people that want to create this narrative about the defense, this, that, the third, but the defense is getting the job done, man. Uh, you give up, you give up 13 points in the game, you should, you should win it every time in today's NFL. 
Chris Carter, a guy who is always getting the job done. CC, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. CC, great stuff every week, but especially today, partner. We knew you were going to bring it, and you did. Thank you so much for your time. We know you're a busy man, and uh, we uh, will catch up with you here soon. Thanks again, yes, buddy. Yes, indeed. Mama. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, again, also, look at the rankings right now. Steelers giving up the seven fewest points in the NFL. Mm. So, talk that talk. Talk that talk. Jeez, oh talk man, I tell you what, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Chris Carter, if you want more of that good stuff, Locked on Steelers podcast, all his work in the PG, PXI, here as well. He is all over the place, baby. We got to get to a break here. When we come back on the other side, we will close down with your reaction as always. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the day here on this Commiseration Monday. Tell you what, it doesn't doesn't feel like Thanksgiving week today. We'll turn the page. We'll be feeling better by the time we roll along. Motesy is uh, doing some Steelers TV stuff, so I'm going to get to your tweets here to close this thing down. Time's yours. Thank you, Andy Reid. Speaking of which, big one on Monday Night Football tonight, huh? The rare midweek, well, I guess Thursday's midweek, but the rare weekday game that you actually get jacked up for in the NFL. Excited for the Chiefs and the Eagles in Kansas City this evening. I also wanted to say real quick, before we get into the tweets, before I forget, big shout-out, big happy birthday to our guy, Billy Hillgrove. Of course, the longtime voice of the Steelers. He uh, is also the voice, you know, of that school located in the Oakland district of Pittsburgh. I won't hold it against him. Uh, I've been working with Billy now for the last few years. He's kind as can be. He's a pro. He's a great time to be around. He is professional in every sense of the word. A lot of people who have reached the level of success and notoriety that Billy has are big jerks. They've got egos. They're jerks. They're hard to work with. Uh, Billy is the complete opposite of all that. He is one of the kindest guys I've ever been around, one of the funniest guys I've ever been around, and uh, I do. I I cherish all the time uh, that I get to spend around him, and and, and a lot of these guys that I grew up listening to, um, they say never meet your heroes. If your hero's Billy Hillgrove, uh, you you should go ahead and meet him because, like I said, just one of the best guys going and someone who's accomplished everything uh, yet still as kind as can be, egoless, and uh, obviously a huge part of of my years growing up as a Steeler fan, and I know for all of you out there in Steeler Nation as well, too. Big happy birthday to our guy Billy Hillgrove and many more. Let's get to some of the tweets here uh, as we roll along. Reverend Bull tweets us and says, it's nice to see the quarterback play is not being viewed through black and yellow or Panther glasses anymore. I think that's fair. Listen, we always do this. People were very critical of Ben. I know that revisionist history is easy now to maybe not remember, but people were very critical of Ben his last couple seasons in Pittsburgh, and he's a Hall of Famer who won two rings here. People were critical of Mason Rudolph. People were critical, well, maybe not Duck as much because his circumstances were quite different, right? But people were critical of Mitch Trubisky. It's the nature of the beast of playing quarterback in the National Football League, again, particularly for a franchise that has a fan base, is dedicated and as obsessed as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Passionate as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger got criticized a lot, man. And he's one of the best 10 quarterbacks probably to ever play the game of football. 
Doug tweets and says, it's clear that Kenny has the skill set to be good, but is getting him to see the field better a coaching thing or does there really need to be a change in the scheme? You know what? Yeah, maybe Doug, this is bad on my part. That's the one thing that we didn't talk about today. I'm glad you mentioned that. The progression just isn't there for Kenny Pickett right now, and I don't mean the career progression. I'm talking through his reads. Too often he's staring down his first read. If that's not there, he's spinning out of the pocket and trying to to make something happen, or he's checking it down for a short gain. Part of it is on coaching, certainly, but but it's it's got to be on him. He's got to see the field better. He's got to progress through his reads better. He's he's got to I think start using the middle of the field better as well too. Because as Chris Carter laid out for us, uh, there are plays to be made there certainly. Uh, Cuban Dan tweets and says, I feel like Najee said what all of us have been thinking. Listen, frustration is going to be palpable. When when you have struggled as an offense, but you've still been finding ways to win games, as soon as that starts to flip, you're going to be frustrated. And you see, you heard some of that from Najee. You heard some of that from Deontay. You heard some of that from Kenny post-game yesterday in a loss like that against a division rival. But again, it's it, it's it's easy to get that taste out of your mouth. you got to wait till Sunday to do it. But you, you still have plenty of opportunities to get that taste out of your mouth. But, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, there's got to be frustration within within the, the walls of that locker room. Uh, the Real Teddy tweets us and says, What's up, cousins? I love my Steelers, but we are a fraud 6-4 and four team. No matter what, I'll always watch them. But the offense is horrible and hard to stomach. I'm not trying to bash anyone, but why is it so terrible? Listen, I don't think, that it, like, I don't think the Steelers are a fraud team. It's the National Football League. Winning games is difficult. The hardest thing to do in any professional sport is win. I've made this joke with Moats before. It's not it's not scoring touchdowns. It's not scoring goals. It's not making three-pointers. It's not hitting home runs in baseball. The hardest thing to do in professional sports is win. Now, you might say that you don't think they're as good as their record indicates, but I don't know about a fraud team. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL, and I don't think the Steelers are a great team, but I think they're a good team. Not great. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I still, I, I don't think the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender. I do think they'll make the playoffs still and win double-digit games. I don't think they have the juice to win a Super Bowl, but I, I wouldn't call them a fraud team. They do have a lot of elements of the The run game is legit. The defense is legit. They are just having some struggles under center right now, for sure. I mean, there's there's no denying that. Todd tweets us and says, I think I finally exhaled for the first time since two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Ugh. And I tell you what, stellar football, it ain't for the faint of heart, baby. You got heartburn every single week. and I mean, I got to put my money on that happening again Sunday in Cincinnati. I would love a comfortable victory, 10 points, 14 points, something like that. Um, but that's just kind of how these Steelers are built to play and to win close games. And hey, they've won 12 of their last 14 one score games as frustrating as yesterday's one score loss was. Ricky tweets us and says the offense, uh, needs to go with a 12 or 13 personal passing scheme to get Kenny warmed up at the pass early and take more calculated risks in clutch moments. I do think calculated risks is something I can get behind. Mozi laid it out well earlier why you can't just open this thing up all of a sudden and start throwing interceptions and start throwing it 35, 40 times a game because you'll completely lose your way and you'll lose what has been winning you games when you are still today waking up in a playoff position. But calculated risks, that's the right way of putting it, Ricky. 
I do think particularly when you're running the ball the way the Steelers are, you got to start taking some shots downfield. You got to start taking some shots down the seam off a of play action because that's just how you win and score points in the National Football League. Calculated risks. Not careless risks. Calculated risks. All right, let's see here. A couple more to get to. Bill tweets and says, I don't know what to think or how to defend our Steelers. Najee seems fed up. Kenny seems like he is as well. Maybe George Pickens and Deontay Johnson too. Help me feel better. Bill, here's how I'll help you feel better. It ain't great right now, but they got seven games coming up, and they're going to be favored in five or six of those. They should beat Cincinnati. They should beat Arizona. Should beat. Again, it's the NFL. But they're better than Cincinnati. They're better than Arizona. They're better than New England. They're better than Indy. They're better than Cincinnati. Without Geno Smith, they're definitely better than Seattle. Who knows what his status is. And that game's still, you know, five, six weeks away. And then Baltimore, final week of the season, who I think Baltimore's a better team, but the Steelers have had their number now for like four years. Does that help you feel better? This team should still win double-digit games. This team should still go to the playoffs. And again, that's not the standard. We want to be talking Super Bowls like we were at 6-3 and three after that win against Green Bay. But there's, there is plenty of opportunity down the stretch to feel better, to get some good results here, and to build some momentum. Brian tweets and says, I think we need to start looking to going to another church. Kenny's not getting it done. He seems gun-shy and missing wide-open guys. With holiday season, is it Rudolph time? I, I am not ready to pull the plug on Kenny right now. But let's let's check back after Cincinnati this weekend. I do think sometimes in sports, guys just need to sit down and reset and recalibrate and, you know, unplug them and plug them back in. I also think, though, that that's very difficult to do with the quarterback position. He doesn't seem to have that same crazy confidence that we've seen in the past, and I think that's part of what made Kenny able to win games down the stretch last year and early on this season. I know it's holiday time. I wouldn't go red-nosed reindeer yet. I wouldn't go Mitchapalooza yet. Again, talk to me after after Cincinnati next week. But it's time to be concerned. It's time to be worried. But I don't think it's time to push the red panic button just quite yet either. We might be getting close. But not just yet. Steel City tweets us and says, Brady, uh, or New England after Brady, Saints after Breeze, Indianapolis after Peyton Manning. You just don't find the next him right after you retire your franchise quarterback. If it was that easy, every team would have one. That's the NFL more realistic that your next QB right after isn't that guy, and that's understandable. Yeah, I mean, the Packers were fortunate to do it from from Favre to uh, to Rodgers, right? But that's very rare. We all know that. There's been another couple uh, instances as well, too, where teams have been able to go from one good quarterback to another, but it's tough. It's a tough position, man. I mean, there's only a couple of these guys that are truly elite in the in the National Football League at quarterback, but you can still win with really good. The Steelers haven't been getting really good. You know, like, I mean, with like as much as, much as we bash them, the Steelers would be the second best team in the AFC with Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins has a torn ACL, but, you know, some of these guys that we used to bash when we were spoiled by Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers would be in a great position with these guys. It's all right. It's 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 tough. It's it's tough to play quarterback in the National Football League. Kenny, though, is starting to get to that point where you need to see the arrow pointing up. He's not a rookie anymore. He's got over 20 starts, and... 
you don't have five years to wait for him to develop like you do in college. This is the NFL. You wait five years for a quarterback to develop, people are going to lose their jobs, and all those studs that you have on defense are going to be retired, are going to be cashing AARP checks. It's, it's a tough balance. Like I said, next week against Cincinnati is a big one, and the two home games against Arizona and New England certainly as well, too. If there ain't been progress by early December, then maybe it's time to have some switch in the quarterback, what's the future, all those different conversations. A couple more here real quick before we get out of here. Jason says, hard to watch the offense struggle like they did yesterday. Yes, the Browns do have one of the best defenses in the NFL, but if there's a lackluster performance next week against Cincy and, God forbid, another loss, the sky will officially fall in Pittsburgh. Agree, Jason. They can't lose in Cincinnati. It's a must win, and it's a can't lose. Because you think that that, uh, pressure cooker's going now. You think that heat, that noise is turned up right now. Don't lose back-to-back games in Ohio. Jimmy the Greek, last tweet of the day, says, Week two against the Browns, that game was won by the defense. Even though uh, they're banged up, still held the Browns. our defense still held the Browns to only three points in the second half. The players were schemed open on offense. This loss is on Kenny. He's got the option, or he's got the weapons. He needs to make the reads and the throws. I agree, Jimmy, in the spirit of the thing. A, a loss in any football game is never just on one person, but I do think the quarterback is at the top of the list, if that makes sense. The offensive line wasn't good. They had, after really starting to look better since L.A., they had their worst performance of the season, or maybe their worst performance since Houston, certainly. Offensive line wasn't good. But, yeah, when you're the quarterback and when you play like that, it, it does start with you. He's got to be better. Point blank period. The one thing that the Steelers really need in the next couple weeks is better quarterback play. The main thing. They they need better from the offensive line. They need better from some of their weapons on offense. They need better in certain areas of the defense. But the one thing that can really propel them into the postseason and to some wins down the stretch here is better QB1 play, without a doubt. And again, that's just the nature of the beast. And quite often, it's not just a Kenny thing. Quite often, when your team is struggling in the National Football League, you can draw a direct court when your offense is struggling. You can draw a direct line to quarterback play. That's just the way the league is driven. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks to our buddy Chris Carter for joining us. Thanks to Arthur Motes. Great to have him back in the fold. Motesy and I doing a little Steelers TV here soon this afternoon, so you can catch us on the extra point later today as well on Steelers.com. If you want to see our beautiful mugs and not just hear our voices. And uh, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday show. So still, or sorry, no show tomorrow. Pardon me, because Mike Tomlin press conference. Wednesday show where we'll get you ready for everything Cincinnati. Because we ain't doing, we ain't working on Thanksgiving and we ain't working on Black Friday, cousins. Take care now. Bye bye then. Thanks to all you guys for the tweets as well, too. You know, we appreciate the heck out of you. You've been listening to the Steelers Blitz on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.